Welcome to the Deep Dive from the Walrus, a weekly podcast that takes a deeper look into the happenings at the Walrus. I'm Simran Singh. On this week's episode... Doing the tantrum series of my son flailing around really was expressing something within me that was happening. I got the chance to speak to three creators we admire at The Walrus, writer Teresa Wong and editors Stacey May Fowles and Jen Sukfeng Lee. We excerpted Wong's story for thewalrus.ca. It's part of an anthology edited by Fowles and Lee called Good Mom on Paper, Writers on Creativity and Motherhood. The anthology explores the fraught, beautiful, and complicated relationship between motherhood and creativity. Wong's story follows one heck of a tantrum, (laughs) Sounds perfect for Mother's Day. This isn't your first collaboration. Why do you keep working together? (laughs) Jen, why do we keep working together? (laughs) Why do we keep working together? (laughs) We have a joke. I'm a Leo. Stacey May is an Aries. And the joke is also that we're highly compatible, just astrologically. But I like working with Stacey May because... Well, she's my friend, first of all, but also it's easy. There is never, I don't think we've ever had a fight. No, like, I don't we think haven't. we've ever had an argument. No. And yeah, it's, it actually like blew my mind the first time we worked together that it was just, you know, I've worked on a number of collaborative projects and just you're sort of like my dream partnership. So every time I'm going to embark on something, I'm like, I want to do it with Jen. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things with us is that we respect each other's boundaries very it's like I can't do this but I can do the next thing and great fine wonderful <laughs> and I I have definitely learned a great deal from you as well and we've talked about this a number of times that it you know as it is relevant to this book I became a mother when I started working with Jen and she sort of she was my literary midwife I suppose. <laughs> she sort of st- stewarded me through the process of becoming a writing mother and an editing mother, which was invaluable to me. So it sort of made sense that we would embark on a project that was about being a mother and being a creative person. This actually leads really well to my next question, which is where did the idea for this anthology come from? Well, it was Stacey May, who we were working on a previous anthology, Whatever Gets You Through, which are a collection of essays by survivors of sexual assault. And Stacey May had said to me, I'd really like to work with you again, but can we do something that's a little lighter? Which is not to say that, you know, Good Mom on Paper isn't always light, but it's that we, the promotion of Whatever Gets You Through was really tough for us, just in general. The, the reading of the book or the editing of the book is one thing, but the promotion of it was really tough. And we really wanted to work on something that spoke to who we both were in a way that, first of all, doesn't get talked about very often. And second of all, that we could sort of get into in a way that felt really joyous. Because we would we really wanted to work together and feel joy. That was part of it. Not that we don't feel joy anyway, because we do. We make a lot of jokes, but like, you know, it, we wanted the book to feel like a celebration of something and a celebration of the way that we work and the kind of friendship (laughs) that we have too. Yeah. And I, I feel like there was, you know, as we say in the introduction, there was a a frustration that happened when we were promoting that book is the apparatus of literary promotion is not very accommodating to somebody with a child. And at the time I had a very young child and I 
didn't know how to navigate it and I didn't know how to set up boundaries and I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. And I felt sort of like if I did ask for what I needed, would I be, you know, would people be saying I was difficult or, you know, that was, that was kind of my feeling at the time. So I think that these sort of smaller conversations that me and Jen were having grew into this idea to sort of reveal the invisible and those particular struggles of what it means to be a parent and have an artistic career. So I'm going to ask you this question first and then give Teresa a chance to answer. But Stacey Mae, Jen, what kind of direction did you give your writers? Almost nothing. <laughs> but really, no, but that's, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I think we gave, did we even have length guidelines? We might have. We did. I I mean, what me and Jen like to say is that we like to get out of the way because, you know, we we choose the people that we work with based on the pitches we get. And then we just give them the freedom to explore the idea that they've talked about. Yeah. And a lot of times, quite a few times, yes, it becomes something quite different from what the initial pitch is. And that's fine too, because like as Stacey May just said, we like to get out of the way, but we like to make space for the creativity to evolve and however it is that it needs to evolve. And we both know that we both start projects that end up being something quite different from what we imagined. So I would say if you asked any of the contributors, they'd say, oh, they didn't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and maybe that's sort of a further rebellion against the system, right? This idea that, you know, you pitch an article to somebody and it has to be fully formed. And I don't know, I find that when I'm writing, the exploration is what forms the idea, right? So giving writers this freedom can often produce something so much more spectacular. Same question, Teresa? I think it was just anything about creativity and motherhood or writers, writing writing in motherhood. And it was fairly open. When Stacey May had reached out, I actually asked her, because I'm a cartoonist and and graphic memoirist, whether they'd be open to something with illustrations. And she said, yeah, if there's something that you'd like to do along that line, then we'd be happy to look at it. Yeah, so it really felt like sky was the limit, but, you know, within that theme of creativity and motherhood. And so I, I thought, well, okay, I'm not, this whole year since March of 2020 has been a big write-off in terms of productivity, creativity. <laughs> you know, I was homeschooling three kids. <laughs> Everything was just a mess. And, and I thought, okay, well, if I do one thing this year, I'm going to write this thing and, and send it off and see what happens. And so they liked my submission and, and and I'm glad because it kind of really felt like I was I was getting back into being a writer again after being kind of everything else you know like a teacher and a <laughs> and a mom and a home dentist like <laughs> I kept I kept having to pull my children's teeth like so in the first year of like quarantine, we called them quarantine. I pulled like 12 teeth. My kids are all elementary school age. So that's the time you lose teeth <laughs> and uh, that kind of thing where it's like motherhood and life kind of took over everything and there was no time for reading or writing. <laughs> and just to reassure our listeners who might get the wrong idea, these were already loose teeth, right? Yeah, no, not just... <laughs> 
No, not just random teeth. They were all wiggly and all wiggly enough for me to pull with a couple of tugs. So <laughs> We'll be right back. How do you deter someone with laws that they don't think exist? I'm Brett Popplewell, and that question lingered with me after a national security expert gave me her analysis of what she saw going on in Ottawa last month. I spent much of the occupation reporting on a singular story for the walrus that I hoped would make sense of what was actually on the street after it was gone. In the course of putting my story together, I spoke to protesters and residents, went in and out of what the police had called the red zone multiple times, and spent a lot of time on the phone. The story was fact-checked by what I believe is the best team of fact-checkers in the country. It took them time to verify every word, and you can support their work and mine by subscribing to The Walrus at thewalrus.ca slash subscribe. Stacey May, can you talk about that? I know there are 20 stories in the anthology, but each author and each story is special for a reason. Can you talk about why you were excited to work with Teresa? So I edited Teresa's story, and I, I want to take you back to May 2019, <laughs> because I was a new mom, and I think my daughter was about just over a year old, and I went to um, TCAF in Toronto, the Toronto Comic Arts Festival, and Teresa was actually on a panel called the Motherhood Challenge, and I was sort of like cautiously making my way back into the world, and I was like sort of a baby deer, you know, <laughs> and I had you know booked the childcare to go and see this panel, and she just blew me away. She wrote a book called Dear Scarlet about postpartum depression, and. She was just so honest about how hard it is to create in those um, early days of motherhood and that feeling of just sort of frustration that you can't get things on the page and you can't find space for yourself or your identity. And I was just so inspired by her during a time that I was particularly vulnerable. And it, I mean, it was interesting being at a big event like that because I was running into people who knew me in my past life and there was a sort of weird identity thing that was happening to me and I just felt like in that room you know there was other mothers on the panel there were babies in the room and it just was this like exhale so when we were thinking about this book I mean she was one of the first names that came to mind and it's lovely that what she did for me in that room, she's now doing via this book. She's written this incredibly beautiful piece about depicting her child's tantrums and all of the complex feelings that go into, you know, depicting something that, you know, some people might say is too vulnerable to put out into the world, but also that, you know, she, there's a line in it that says she's about lending validity to a life that is invisible. And I, that just resonates with me completely, this idea that there is this invisible life that mothers have and we just don't deem it as valid or important or worthy of exploration. And I just, she's just such a perfect addition to this collection in that way. I'm going to give the final word about this story to you, Teresa. Give us the elevator pitch. I guess it would be how 
drawing my son as he threw tantrums <laughs> helped to get me through the hardest part of my writing life, which was um, trying to get published at the time. And so I had this book manuscript and I was trying to get it published and getting rejected all over the place <laughs> and losing hope. And, and then at the same time, my son was very small. He was like two or two and a half and throwing tantrums all the time. And I decided to turn that into a creative project and draw him mid tantrum. <laughs> it, it took me years, you know, until I wrote the piece to realize that those two things might be related and that doing the tantrum series of my son blailing around really was expressing something within me that was happening and kind of the tantrum I was having inside. That's my conversation with Stacey May Fowles, Jen Sukfeng Lee, and Teresa Wong. Wong's essay is excerpted at thewalrus.ca and you can find a link in our show notes. Thanks for joining us for The Deep Dive. It was produced by myself and Angela Mystery, who also edited the episode. Thanks so much to Stacey May Fowles, Jen Sukfeng Lee, and Teresa Wong for joining us this week. Music for this podcast is provided by Audio Jungle. Our theme song is This Podcast Theme by InPlus Music. Additional music is Stay Cool by Loops Lab, Inspired, Umbrella, and Investigations, all by David McLeod. Don't forget to subscribe to The Deep Dive from The Walrus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.